Some students in Detroit are suing the state of Michigan because they weren't taught how to read. Well, yeah, you should be taught how to read. And I'm noticing a trend. I'm noticing that these kids growing up these days are very much not literate um, in many ways. You can tell by their tweets and their snaps and their Instagrams. I mean, they just, you know, they, they're the type of people that don't know the difference between your, Y-O-U-R, and your, Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. Those days are over, man. No one's using Y-O-U apostrophe R-E, but me, I feel like. I feel like I'm alone on this Y-O-U apostrophe R-E island out here, right? Am I the only one with some literacy in my brain? <laughs> All right, I'm just playing. I'm just playing, obviously. Let's get into this article, though, because this, this, this is a serious situation. We live in a very, very wealthy country. Why aren't our students being taught how to read? Uh, what do you do when a school is infested with vermin? Rats, this kind of thing. And I didn't have that at my school, but who knows? Textbooks are outdated. Yep, had that. When students can't even read, perhaps the answer is to sue the government. (laughs) Okay, why not? That's what seven students in Detroit have done. Their class action suit filed against the state of Michigan asserts that education is a basic right, and they have been denied this basic right. I agree, it is a basic right. And especially when you live in a wealthy country like we do. Uh, Unfortunately, not everybody agrees. (laughs) So uh, usually such education equity cases make their way through state courts as all 50 state constitutions mandate public education systems. While the country's guiding document doesn't even include the word, quote, education, but this case was filed in federal court and thus seeks to invoke the Constitution, and as of this week, it's headed to the Federal Appears Court in Cincinnati. Ah, this is pretty cool. Uh, The case is a long shot. Later, so late last week, the district court judge in Detroit dismissed it, um, essentially stated that he needed guide, he, need, he needed guidance from the Supreme Court if he were to weigh in on whether the students' abysmal proficiency levels and learning conditions amount to a violation of the Constitution. He also concluded that the suit makes too many hard-to-prove ca- causal claims, even though Michigan subjects the predominantly black Detroit students to conditions to which it doesn't subject, say, predominantly white students of nearby Gross Point, Michigan says, uh, still, they say there isn't enough evidence to suggest that the state is treating the former group differently because of their race and thus violating the Equal Protection Clause. Another obstacle is the federal judiciary has has grown particularly restrained on educational rights issues in recent decades, in part because of the backlash from parents and other opposed to integration efforts that followed the wave of school desegregation, desegregation rulings in the 70s and 80s. And we had, a, we had a big-time problem in my community of Boston back then uh, with the desegregation of schools, and there was a lot of violence surrounding that, and I think we learned that that's not a, a solution. Here's what's a, here's what's a solution, though. Uh, m- more money being poured into uh, public education. That's, uh, there's, no, there's no excuse for overcrowded classrooms and outdated textbooks and... Uh, no access to computers and uh, or and or art programs. There's no excuse for any of that in this country. Okay. Now this is what always gets me because I look at that pie. If you ever do this, you Google uh, Google that pie chart of uh, uh, the money that our governments our government spending, and you, you you look at the pie chart, and it's like they shows you a trillion dollars or whatever the number is, and then it's it's broken up into where they spend the money. And you see right away that over half of it is spent on military. So you're like, it's like oh, $500 billion a year on military or whatever the number is. It's outrageous. And then you see this tiny little sliver for education. This little, it's like, it's like 2% of the budget, not even, goes to education. I mean, so to say that nothing can be done 
And to say that this landing on the doorstep of our government uh, is futile, uh, to me, is a no argument at all. I mean, we have the means to do it. We have the funds to do it. We have the resources to do it. For whatever reason, our culture choose not, chooses not to. And I don't know who makes these decisions. I don't know. I mean, we could all go, we could vacillate between, you know, it's, it's the citizens themselves to it's some sort of top-down, you know, conspiracy theory with the, the Illuminati is keeping us uneducated <laughs> and they're spraying chemtrails over our heads. But look at, I don't want to dive into like a cartoon epistemology here. I want to keep it, I want to keep it practical. And I'm just going to say, it's enough to just look at the chart and you can see that uh, uh, this culture, uh, if, if a reflection of the government spending is also a reflection of where they value, what they value in our culture, you can see that educating the youth isn't very valuable for whatever reason. And uh, so I, do I think these people have a case? I think, I don't know, but it's nice that they bring attention to it, you know, so then people like me can um, put it out there as a story and people can talk about it as a talking point. This is extremely important. Should we be spending over half of our nation's budget on building missiles and, and bigger ways, faster ways to kill more and more people from a distance? No, no, we don't need to do that. Okay. We can curtail some of that spending in lieu of, you know, building a basic foundation of strength, which is the future, which is our youth. And if you're not spending time and money and you're not paying attention to the youth and building a strong youth, what what are you as a nation? You know, there's no excuse for classrooms to have 50 kids per teacher. There's no excuse for classrooms to be infested with rats. There's no there's no excuse for kids not to have access to computers. There's no excuse for any of this. Okay, this can be done. This isn't even a funny story. I'm taking it to a very, very serious place. And the anarchist in, in me is coming out, as you can tell. And I could be our leader, guys, if we can all get behind. <laughs> I'm kidding. I can't be in charge of anything. <laughs> all right. But I think there's something here. And, you know, I put this out there to my fellow weirdos. Do you think uh, they should be able to sue the government? Do you think the government is responsible? Do you, do you agree with me that there's a lack of literacy in our, uh, in our youth? Uh, I think if you're paying attention at all, I think you can see that. Uh, and not just Detroit, all over. Not just poorer communities, but affluent communities as well. Um, I did a story a couple of months ago about, you know, kids who were uh, in the school. They were they were demanding, and they had a meeting on uh, ending homework, something like that. And the school superintendent was on board with that, which was crazy to me. I mean, these, these are things we need to pay attention to because the kids need to be educated. Okay, and there's a there's a way to do it. And uh, we have the means and we have the resources. It's just a matter of uh, us getting together and getting on board and, and doing the administrative things and the things that you need to do in a democracy, which is how do you get people to agree? How do you get people to, to vote, to, to push funds in one direction instead of another? I mean, it's complicated, but I think you guys can figure it out because you're my weirdos. So call in. You're gonna, you know the number. Well, on a lighter note, <laughs> a pair of human beings high on bath salts fired guns at fireflies because they mistook them for alien lasers. <laughs> it makes me want to ask, hey, can I get some of that stuff for the weekend? Because it's Friday and I want to, I want to mistake fireflies for uh, alien laser beams, please. It sounds like a great time. By the way, I had so many substances on the night of uh, the 4th of July, but none of them were as good as this. <laughs> Bath salts. I mean, do I have to even go there? <laughs> Guess what state this happened in? Oh, you know, I want to say Florida, but it's Pennsylvania. You know, and I got to say, I do a lot of stories about Pennsylvania, and they're on the weird come up as well. It's it's Florida, Ohio, Pennsylvania. 
Okay, a suspected bath salts, green lasers, and fireflies. Ooh, all together. This makes a great story. This is exactly what Weird AF News needs. This is exactly why Weird AF News exists, is people like this. So thank you, my um, deranged couple. State police say, these are all parts of a story that put two people in jail. They say 30-year-old Jesse Shields, 22-year-old Catherine McCloskey were high on suspected bath salts during a bizarre chain of events one morning recently. According to investigators, the pair from Clinton County had a, quote, bad trip. They thought that fireflies were green lasers coming from aliens who were after them. (laughs) Oh, man. To take a substance that makes you think aliens are chasing you. God. I mean, I've taken some psychedelics, but none of them quite did this. I did, uh, I did take ayahuasca and uh, speak to a plant demon. Uh, <laughs> but, and then I begged, and then I begged an overhand, an overflying uh, airplane to please land on me and kill me to end my misery. <laughs> and then on, on my walk back to the hut, I hugged a tree and thanked it for being there. Oh, yeah, those are good drugs. Those are good days. Uh, but never have I had uh, some bath salts in my life. This could be fun. State police say that Shields fired his, res- his revolver into the air to scare away the lasers and then ran to a nearby home uh, where he asked the homeowner to call the cops because uh, aliens were chasing them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> While they were on the phone with 911, he allegedly broke a window before he left the home and then went to the next door neighbor's house and broke another window there. Wow, this is some, this is some good, this is, as we say, that's some good shit. Th- that's, that should be the title of this article. It should just, it should just say... Come to Pennsylvania. We got good shit. (laughs) Now, Shields and McCluskey are both facing a slew of charges, including burglary, trespass, public intoxication and disorderly conduct, and uh, spreading terrible alien memes that weren't funny. (laughs) The good thing is they've established what seems to be a long-lasting relationship based based on a chemical that really brought them together. And they bonded over their fear of uh, imaginary alien laser beams, uh, which is always the great start of a, of a nice romance, you know? When you think about your long-lasting romances, you think about two people that came together over bath salts and guns and fireflies and, and thoughts of aliens. <laughs> God, if I could just meet my one out there. If she's out there, I know it. I just got to go get the right substances. So, guys, <laughs> let, let me use this occasion to pimp out my Patreon so, so I can afford such things. And by the way, if you go to my Patreon, you'll see one of the tiers that you could donate to is called uh, Buy Jonesy Bath Salts. It's right after the one that says Buy Jonesy a Cup of Coffee. I'm kidding. (laughs) But imagine if that shit was true. Oh, man, that's so funny. Oh, Lord. (laughs) One of these days I'll do some stories when I'm really messed up. We can know and we can all enjoy that. Uh, But yeah, my Patreon, patreon.com slash... Weird AF News, Patreon spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N, um, and you can, uh, you can kind of scroll around and find various ways to support Weird AF News. Help Jonesy out, who's a starving artist in L.A., um, and I, I can't, you know, I'm in a very crappy apartment, and it's 105 degrees, and I don't have air conditioning, so give me some love. All right, <laughs> rolling into the weekend with some bath salts, baby. A church considers making God gender neutral. That's right, there's a whole movement this gender-neutral stuff. I need to think about becoming gender-neutral myself. I mean, I want my own bathroom, and I want some extra rights, and I want people to give me some attention, okay? And I want to open up all the doors possible for romance <laughs> by being gender-neutral. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'll make love to a genderless pillow for all I care. 
Uh, am I that desperate for sex? <laughs> the Episcopal Church formed a committee Wednesday to provide a, quote, quote, provide a pathway toward revisiting the Book of Common Prayer to include gender-neutral language. Church leaders called for immediate revisions to correct the, quote, overwhelming use of masculine language throughout the book, arguing that the language is now a hindrance to spiritual inclusion, according to the Episcopal Church website. As long as men and God are in the same category, our work toward equity will not be, will not just be incomplete. I honestly think it won't matter in some ways, a professor of the Hebrew Bible told the Washington Post. Where are we going with this? The Episcopal News Service shared further concerns from church leaders that the current language has created a, quote, barrier to evangelizing young people. Maybe this is a, a move to get young people into the church. I mean... I th I'm assuming attendance is dwindling, even in America, where there's still, you know, I don't know, you know, compared to Europe, uh, our church attendance here is overwhelmingly high. I mean, you go to England and it's like a 2% of the population still goes to church. And in America, it's something like 38% of people go to church. Most of them are in one particular section of the country. But still, that's quite a bit. Um, we're quite far from completely secularizing as uh, England has, has pretty much done. And uh, so they're seeing a drop in attendance and it's going to move that way because we're becoming a more secular society. It's just going to happen. So uh, they're making desperate bids to get people into the church. I mean, I did a story about a, a rapping pastor last week, right? Just trying to get the youth involved by rapping. <laughs> okay. And uh, now they're trying to, they're changing the language of these uh, old documents too, to, you know, sort of make them more palatable to the youth. Um, by the way, my language today is just, I'm on point. This is what happens when you're not hungover. Uh, and so, hey, what's your take on it, Jonesy? Well, first of all, my take on it is it's quite masculine. Uh, and Western religions tend to be, you look at Judaism, um, Islam, and Christianity. These are male-dominant religions, obviously. And um, I think... Uh, I think the men have been in charge long enough and we see the sort of downward spiral that our, our cultures have, have, uh, have gone down when you have male-dominant uh, institutions and ideologies. And I think it's time to, uh, if not give the women a chance, uh, gender neutral, I'm okay with that too, <laughs> all right? You know, I'm a little intimidated by the, the Bible language, you know, and I'm a little tired of my Lord and he and him and Lord and... The father, it's just a little, it's a little, it's a little belittling to the rest of us. You know, I mean, are you trying to scare the shit out of us? I mean, what kind of approach is that? Uh, I think that in the beginning of the, the beginning of Christianity, maybe that's what the document was used for. Intimidating language about the Lord and you better know your place. So the Lord, the Lord is watching you. The father's got his eye on you. So get your ass in line, bro. Or the Lord will judge you. Okay. But I think we're moving beyond this now. I don't need a Lord judging me. Okay. Uh, for, for my own personal salvation, um, I, I, I do pray. You know, this is something you might find weird, but I'll share this with you because this is a weird news story uh, and a weird news show. And God damn it, I'm the host and I'll share what I want. <laughs> so, uh, but I, I, I pray to my own God in my own mind uh, and I call her, I call her Ma. M-A, ma. I don't know, that's, that's what Italians call. We call our mom, I call my mom, ma. But I call, I call, uh, I, I look to some, I, I pray to some like mother goddess, earth, spirit, 
of some sort, a, a, a mindedness that uh, is behind all of life. And I find, I find it in my mind, it's a her, and I call her Ma. And I thank Ma for certain things, and I ask Ma for certain things. And sometimes those things happen in my life. Um, I have a good friend suggest that I ask the universe for things, but I felt weird asking the universe for things, so I just I needed I needed like a personality behind it. So I created Ma in my mind, and she's and she's all encompassing, and she's all loving, and she loves all of you as well. So yeah, I like the feminine. In other words, this is where I'm going with this, and I'm tired of the male dominant bullshit. All right, um, <laughs> I think the men have been in charge long enough, and I think we need to change the scenery. All right, and if it means going back and changing some of this biblical. Lord, Father, shit language, then I'm okay with it <laughs> to make it gender neutral. All right, whatever you want to do. Hey, let's experiment, okay? That's the good thing about uh, where we're at these days is we can just, uh, we, we're, you know, the buttons to the culture are at our control and we can sort of tweak them a little bit and see what happens, you know? And uh, I'm all for it. And, and if you support Weird AF News, uh, you're probably all for it too. My fellow weirdos, hey, look at we're all in this together, right? We're just all trying to find the answers here. None of us know what's going on. You know, we're trying, you know, it's hard to live without closure, but we got to do it. Okay. But we're here for each other. That's what's important. And by the way, uh, speaking of here for each other, I want to thank you all who called in and sent me emails and please, you can do that anytime uh, in the weekends here. Don't hesitate. Just, just blast out an email to me, blast out a DM, blast out a phone call, leave me a message. And in the next little segment, I'll tell you how to do that uh, among other things. Hey, weirdos, it's Jonesy, the host of Weird AF News. I want to thank those of you who sent me things and called in. Um, Bobby Ray, who I haven't heard in a while. (laughs) Nice to hear from you, Bobby Ray. And in particular, OBW from Vancouver, who gave us some insight on the seriousness of these crows up there, you know. Um, Another cat from Vancouver sent me some videos, I think I told you in the last episode, about what was going on up there. And then, uh, but it's nice to hear from OBW uh, about uh, his personal attack of the crows i mean this is it's crazy up there i can't believe it it's really out of control getting bit on the neck are you insane this is crazy what are you doing up there what are you gonna do they sell crow tasers and crow mace you know you heard of bear mace what about some crow mace those things are smart that's what's scary um also obw uh, gave me the the free spotify account which i haven't registered yet uh turned on yet but i'm, I'm gonna do that this weekend i promise you but thank you ob and when I'm in Vancouver doing a show, you're going to be there. Front row, baby. Uh, also, Michael, thank you for the call-in. Uh, worried about me. and <laughs> so, Yeah, I am someone you should worry about because I get involved in shenanigans, what are called life shenanigans. Um, no, I'm fine. I'm healthy uh, and I'm doing all right. My finger is broke in two places, which is fantastic. So I now have to go see a specialist. And I can't masturbate, which is a frustrating situation. Uh, so... <laughs> When that right hand is out of commission, you know how that can be. All right. uh, Also, uh, shout out to Zippy from Scotland who uh, supported me on my Patreon. Uh, Zippy's great. And we've been having a back and forth on my Instagram in the DMs. And so fantastic. Uh, Zippy was the one who uh, enlightened me to the fact that they don't support the 4th of July in England, which is uh, what a dumb question. I can't even believe I asked that in the first place. Obviously, they're not happy about it. And then uh, I wanted to read a, um, a very nice review that I got on Amazon. I thought this was lovely. Let's, let, let, let's do it. Let's do it. It says, uh, first of all, it's by Trainwreck, and it's five stars. Funny, informative. Jonesy is funny, and although I don't agree with some of the things he says, he's a lot nicer to listen to than NPR or other 
capitalized boring radio shows. Also, his breathing is cute. AF. I don't know what that guy was talking about in the other <laughs> in the other review. And he is so much more interesting to listen to because he gives opinions. If he was just reading it off, I probably wouldn't listen because I find the rambling of facts to be boring. I need to hear some personality. Yeah, yeah. And you know what's funny is I've heard complaints about the opposite. They're like, I just want to hear the weird story. Do you have to, can you shut up about your opinion on it? And it's like, hello, if I was only going to read you the facts and the story, why the hell am I even here? Like, you can do that yourself, okay? I'm trying to do something else to this shit, all right? I'm trying to give it another dimension, all right? Any old Joe can read an article, in other words. But like, you know, so why not put some personality into it? A point of view, which obviously, as you guys know, I have a very strong point of view and a strong opinion about almost everything, which is what makes first dates a little awkward sometimes to me. I have to decide, do I really let her see everything that's going on in my brain right now? Or, I mean, it, she'll be frightened. Uh, so I got a, a lot of times I got to bite my tongue on things. But yes, I mean, if I'm not going to show my opinion or do my opinion or give my little twist on it or my, you know, my little rants, as I call them, then what the hell am I doing? All right. That's the whole point of Weird AF News is it's it's Weird AF News. It's weird news, but it's through the filter of, of comedian Jonesy, um, who is a struggling comedian in L.A. And let me segue now to uh, support me on my Patreon. <laughs> oh, yes, that's right. I'm a whore at the base of it. Uh, guys, Patreon.com slash Weird AF News. You can go there and uh, become a, uh, a supporter of Weird AF News by buying me a cup of coffee every month, which is fantastic. Or buying me some bath salts if you want these stories to get... If you want a whole new dimension to these stories, let's get Jonesy on some <laughs> bath salts. <laughs> J.K. Uh, earmuffs, kids. Earmuffs. Uh, lastly, reach out to me. My phone number, 646-450-2012. My email is funnyjones at gmail.com. Keep the articles coming. I love it when you send me weird shit. Uh, also, you can DM me and follow me on Instagram, at funnyjones, Twitter, at funnyjones, and Facebook is Comedian Jonesy. I highly recommend the following of me on Instagram, though, because that's where I put, I, t- I throw so much stuff on there. You can just get a nice glimpse into my world on there, and that, and, and usually it's pretty entertaining. So, yeah, follow me on the Instagrams if you can, and I hope you guys have a great weekend. Sorry for the rambling rant. Hey, Jonesy, what up? This is OBW calling. This guy who sent you the Spotify subscription. I hope you enjoy that music. Well, I'm calling you from beautiful Vancouver Island, where the murders are going crazy, and the crows, well, they're pretty trippy. It's honestly pretty wild. I haven't experienced anything like it anywhere else. It's Especially, it's right now, this time of year. You, every second or third day, you're getting... You're getting at least a level one or two crow experience with crows following you. Just yesterday, crows followed me. I'd say it was probably level one because they followed me uh, about 20 blocks, I'd say, through the downtown, just calling at me. And I don't know if that's because they, because, you know, crows recognize people. And I used to feed these guys when I lived nearby. So maybe they recognize me and they're like, what up, homie? Give me the foods. But I don't know. And then about two days ago, I was walking on a path, and I, I got a crow level four for sure. Uh, two of them followed me for probably, I don't know, six, seven blocks on a forested path, and then started dive bombing me. And one got close enough, swooped close enough that I gave him a chop, like a karate chop, and smacked him pretty good. And the other one came in, I don't know, not even one second later after I chopped the dude. And he bit me on the neck. I got a mark on my neck right now, I swear. And yeah. I don't know, I'd probably say that's a level four because after that they kind of pieced out. But I've seen people get straight murked 
One time I saw a lady a few years ago walking down the street called Cook Street, and about three crows just out of nowhere just started pecking on her, like ripping on her hair. They ripped her hat off. She dropped all her bags and started running, and they chased her like towards the doorway of the building. It was fucking crazy. Yeah, man. Ain't no joke. By the way, Vancouver's a city on the mainland of BC. Vancouver Island is a big island the size of Japan right off the coast of BC. And that's where the city of Victoria is. So yeah, there's a little geography tip for you, bro. Peace. Much love. Thanks for making the awesome show. You make me laugh my head off like all the time. Like quality of life increase, Jodenzi. I love it. Anyways, I'm going to get back to listening to the show. Peace. Google and call. Hey, Jonesy. It's Bobby Ray. So you're going to have sex with a younger lady and tell the world about it? I'm proud of you, son. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you made her happy. <laughs> Oh, love you, Jonesy, and I hope you keep on growing. Go back to that girl and offer her a second chance. You might be surprised. She just might hang on to you if you do it right. <laughs> All right, Jonesy. Hope you have a great one. Bobby Ray, signing out. Hey, Jonesy, it's Michael calling to check up on you. Didn't get a uh, broadcast from you yesterday. I checked a dozen times between noon and midnight listening to see if there was a new podcast for Tuesday, and there wasn't. Uh, your last one was Monday, and uh, the last time you didn't do one, you were sick. So we're hoping that's not the case. I'm speaking on behalf of all your fellow followers, your weird AF listeners, loyal listeners, Um we know that you broke your finger. You told us about that on Monday. Maybe you got your results and they gave you some good drugs to knock you out, some good painkillers, and so maybe you took it easy and took the day off. Uh, we're just hoping that you're not lying there dead or something, but we know that's not going to be the case either because you've spoken of having roommates, so we know that you're not there alone. You also mentioned your Patreon account on Monday. Maybe you have uh, some female... Howard Hughes-type woman who donated a, a thousand Bitcoin to your account. So you uh, are walking around with $6.7 million now, and you just walked away from Weird AF News. I hope that's the case. I mean, we, we will miss you, but uh, I hope that you're doing well and uh, that everything's okay. Take care, man. We love you, and we'll be listening, waiting anxiously.